Up on the housetop, reindeer paws. And why are they pausing? That's right. It's a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are here to talk about chapter 104, The Serpent Queen's Gambit by Danielle Iman, directed by Antonio Negret. Negret. Negrit. Why were you singing a Christmas song? What was what was the reference? It's been 104 episodes. I'm spent. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, sometimes I think you might have a reason. So that's why I wanted to check. Okay. I, I definitely didn't get it. Um, so we're here with this episode. <laughs> what? If you can't tell, this was an episode and a half. And what I think that means is they chopped up five episodes Mm-hmm. And put together an episode and a half's worth and made it fit. Yep. The, the episode opens um, with uh, Archie coming home from a jog or something. Mugging uh, people from the look of his outfit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay, I have to say, I'm going to pause here. Because he's wearing a beanie. Mm-hmm. And I did see a spoiler about him wearing a beanie online. People were like, oh my god, Archie's wearing a beanie. And I thought it would be more than just like... A normal beanie. I thought he was wearing, like, Jughead's beanie from the way people were freaking the fuck out about Archie wearing a beanie. He's wearing but a pl- very plain knit hat. A fucking hat. Which is how the costumers of this show specify people who are about to, like, knock over corner stores and the homeless. But that's just his jogging hat. Don't listen to the internet, because it's crazy. <laughs> Um, so he comes home and hears some chatter in the kitchen, and he realizes that it's Percival. And he's like, oh, hell fucking no. And he, he barges in on Percival having a chat with Uncle Frank, tries to throw him out, while they're just talking about how Percival has plans to perform a, a census across the town. A census which is really more of just an opinion poll. He just wants to go around personally asking everyone in town what's on their mind. <laughs> living here and like what would you like to see change dude you can just do a fucking poll that is literally not a census that's not what that is do a freaking survey like come on so he throws percival out and frank is like really upset that his nephew would be so rude to a house guest who just wants to like talk about things and archie says quote he is not a good guy He does not back this assertion up with anything, including, I don't know, repeating the words he said to you face-to-face last episode. He's not a good guy! He's just not a good guy! Archie wants to be trusted on this, which, you know, he and his uncle have been through a lot together. I guess he deserves that. But Uncle Frank is just totally brainwashed to Mm -hmm, love mm -hmm. Percival. And is like, you know, he's got some really good ideas. And, like, you should give him a chance, but I guess your mind's made up. <laughs> because of his past actions that we all saw. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, uh, Britta has accompanied Abigail to the grave sites mm-hmm. and is uh, holding her umbrella for her. And is like, you know, it's damp and chilly, Mistress Cheryl. Uh, maybe we can go home and I can make you some of my special tea. Abigail calls Britta's tea restorative, meaning she must really enjoy a good nap. I mean, yeah, that's restorative. (laughs) 
Uh, and she's like, no, 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 we don't got time for that. I'm going to reincarnate Thomasina tonight into Tony. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to slay Fangs Fogarty, and it's going to be great. And, and Britta's just like, um... Is Fangs the only enemy you want to vanquish? I'm, I'm just, like, asking out of curiosity. Like, no reason here. Of course not. Once Fangs is dead for the crimes of his ancestor, Archie, Betty, and Jughead will follow. Obviously. Abigail should know that she is Betty's ancestor. <laughs> that in Riverdale, like, I, I let this slide when it was Rivervale, but in Riverdale... No, the Coopers are a new family that are a Blossom offshoot just a few generations back. There were no Coopers in Abigail's time. She don't care. She should care. She She, was there. She should, but she don't care. She don't care. Made this very obvious. She don't care. So uh, Reggie and Veronica have a little smooch. He fills her in about how his dad wants to visit the casino. And how and he loves to feel like a big shot. So if we could give him a little little VIP treatment, that'd be great. She's like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, at one of the many fucking town hall meetings <laughs> that will happen in this fucking episode. Is it three again? Is it five? There's so many. I think there's like five. Because we don't even attend all of them. Yeah, some of these people never leave the El Royale. They they do live here. That's why they couldn't m- move the people from Sketch Alley in. Those bunks are taken. So so at the first town hall meeting, uh, Percival is reporting out on his survey to the town, his <laughs> census that he's already completed. His and alleged census. Pleased to say that it has been completed, and, you know, the main problem people have is the ongoing war between the Serpents and the Ghoulies. <laughs> Which Tony insists is not happening, is not real, because we haven't seen it in two episodes, I guess. And because and she's negotiating with Twilight Twist, so there isn't a war until mm-hmm. there's actually a war. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in a period of detente, approaching a, an official ceasefire. So Percival's like, well, why don't you just disband the serpents? That's what everyone wants. And Tabitha has to be like, oh, shut up. Tony's not on trial here. There's so many There's so many wonderful lines in this episode. But just the idea of a guy standing up in the middle of a town council meeting and saying, since you're a member of the Council of Four and Serpent Queen, blah, 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 blah. Just Council of Four alone makes it sound like she's an arcane wizard. <laughs> But but also the Serpent Queen. Conan the Barbarian will kill her. Percival is just waiting for, like, there to be a town wedding he needs to officiate. So he'll be like, <laughs> I will carry the one ring <laughs> to the town hall so we can have a civil ceremony. What if he... Oh, God, what's his name? Hmm. The one good thing in The Hobbit. Lee Pace. What if he was Lee Pace in The Hobbit? Well, then I guess Lee Pace wouldn't be Lee Pace in and The Hobbit. And Lee Pace is too good in The Hobbit. Like, he's my favorite thing, because he's just so fabulous. But he's definitely trying to be Lee Pace in The Hobbit. Ah, he's not over the top enough. He he needs to go a few more notches. He could be one of, you know, his other nephews, a cousin of Legolas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you know that Orlando Bloom was older than Lee Pace? Did you know that Orlando Bloom is still older than Lee Pace? Well, yeah, yeah, but I meant, like, (laughs) 
like, I am your father. I'm older than you right now type thing. It's elves, man. Elves. I'm just, I'm just saying. I recently heard, found that out. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know Orlando Bloom was two years older than Lee Pace. <laughs> know that now. Uh, after the to- this town hall meeting, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Fangs and Tony are connecting, and they're like, wow, that was a fucking ambush, like, purposely going after the serpents. Wow, it, it's almost like he's motivating, like, the, the average town person's anxiety against one marginalized group at a time, moving on, you know, just jumping across. Crazy! Huh. And Kevin's like, yes, this is a good idea. He's gotten to me, and I don't think you're a fit mother. Kevin, you're next! The gays are next, Kevin! Read a book! Fuck you! Well, Kevin's brainwashed. Yeah, Let's yeah. remember that. He's okay. fucking brainwashed. Yeah, so he brings them the baby, and he's like, mm, I got second thoughts about, like, baby Anthony being raised in gang culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Tony's like, we were both raised in gang culture, and we're fine. <laughs> you want to talk about what kind of culture you were raised in, Kevin? None. There's no culture in this town. It was going to be part of your plot this season, and then it's not. He was raised in uh, D&D culture. He was raised in milk drinking culture. <laughs> I guess that's yogurt, actually. Uh, so Veronica is giving Daddy Mantle a, t- uh, a tour mm-hmm, of the casino mm-hmm. uh, and walks him to a table and is like, oh, this is my favorite table. and This is my favorite dealer. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have those, apparently, I guess. That's like a thing. I feel like if you're like, wow, I really like this one, that means they're doing a bad job of being a dealer. <laughs> You're not supposed to like any of them. Every boss has their favorite employees. Everyone knows this. That means that that employee does shit. They are awful at their job. Wouldn't the casino boss's favorite dealer be the dealer that's the worst for the player? That's what I'm saying here. This this is very confusing. Maybe it's a customer service thing. It's confusing. This, this This is the dealer that gets the best tips. Everybody loves them. People come back for this dealer, and then the math works out. It's fine. Like, maybe I just, I'm just saying, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, she leaves him there. Uh, meanwhile, um, Juggy, <laughs> Juggy. Juggy? My <laughs> best friend, Juggy. Juggy, Betty, and Archie are uh, having a, a little meeting about how, you know, uh, there's something very, very weird going on in Riverdale. And, like, besides us having mutant powers? <laughs> Yeah, they're just talking about it out in the open, which is kind of refreshing, I guess. And Archie's like, yeah, Percival's going around talking to people. How fucking dare... Where does he get off having conversations? And then, uh... I I mean, I'm no fan of Percival. I think whatever he's doing is bad. The things he has done are bad. But Archie is so incapable of, like, thinking... About things that he has, he, he can't mount an argument. He just gets a bad vibe and doesn't like it. But they are slowly piecing things together about how things are suspicious. Mm. And Jughead's like, I've been looking into like mind control powers since like he was in my head. Mm-hmm. Think there's something here. Jughead's like, you know, Betty, can we just throw him in jail? You are the FBI. And for once, she has professional scruples and says, no, you cannot do that. Since when, Betty? Since when? So then, 
Target's like, well, let's beat this guy up, break all his bones. That's the other thing we do here. And Archie, in an even bigger all caps bold sense when, says, no, we can't do that. That would make me just as bad as him. You just, you nearly killed Glenn like a day ago. What I like is Betty's like, let's be honest here. We tried that with Hiram. We tried to break all his bones. It didn't work well. What about the five hospitalized ghoulies down at the docks, Archie? Instead, their plan is, let's go around to our friends and also talk to them and see if Percival has talked to them. Let's just He talk. said he did. He, I mean, he might have lied about having like a, a fully completed census, but he said he talked he said to he everyone. finished it. So yeah, he sh- they should have talked to everyone. Otherwise, that means he fucking lied. I wouldn't put it past him, but come on now. And then Archie's like, well, what what if taking down Percival is why we got our powers? Like, what the fuck, Archie? It's as strong a a hypothesis as anyone has come up with so far. Archie is just so obsessed with this guy, though, that he's like, you know what? My house exploded because of Percival. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so first, um, they go to Cheryl, and they're like, hey, Cheryl, which is actually Abigail, let's remember, did Percival come to see you? And she's like, yes, but I was taking a buttermilk bath and could not receive him. People are already strapping in because they're like, this episode ain't called Buttermilk Bath. What could possibly come that's a better line than Buttermilk Bath? Is it like pure buttermilk? You know like, it is. Like, is it cartons and cartons yes. and cartons of buttermilk? Except no substitute farm-to-table buttermilk bath. And it's not like parts buttermilk, parts water. It's just pure fucking buttermilk. Yes. This is nasty. It's the leftovers after Britta, ju- after Britta does her daily churning. <laughs> That's how she earns her keep in the home. So they have a little conversation about, like, Percival and Abigail's all like, you know, I, I'm not concerned about him. I'd be more worried about being dragged to the woods and burned at the stake like my ancestors. <laughs> yes. What artful exposition to remind you of the end of season five. And Jughead- what, what a delicate touch. And they're just like, you're still fucking caught up in that? Like, what the fuck? You have to remember, though. The, the fursona painting, Fox Cheryl, is still behind Abigail the whole yes, time. Yes, it fucking is. Abigail came back from the dead and was like, we're keeping that. Hell yeah, yes. Yeah, we are. That owns. I would keep that. <laughs> Remember, I want, like, a print of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so she- On black velvet, obviously. Yes. Yes. So she kicks them out, and then she uh, turns to Britta and says... Stroke of the fires and heat the ovens, Britannia. We are preparing arsenic laced scones. <laughs> and Britta's like, uh, and she's like, oh no, no. Hurry now, lest we break, lest we bake a scone for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's just threatening everyone with arsenic scones. It's also important to, to mention that Abigail is getting more used to, to say, contemporary fashions, including like highly glossy black PVC bodysuits. Does Abigail shop at the fetish store? She she didn't know what it was. <laughs> she was like, oh, what is this place? Oh, is this the formal wear of the oh, 21st century? Yeah. No, Intriguing. No, a- Abigail was learning about the internet and mm. clicked on the pop-up mm, and, mm, and went, mm. went to the special store. 
Britannia, the royals of far Afrique wish for my assistance. She stayed sitting through <laughs> she stayed sitting through that visit because the bodysuit's actually crotchless. <laughs> I can't stand up. I can't stand and the thing is, is she didn't notice until, like, she came down for breakfast with, like, Nana Rose and stuff. And they're like, um, sweet child. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, meanwhile, so... the ghoulies come tearing through by Pops and Machine Gun up the place. Yeah, yeah, Twilight Twist is assassinating all the milkshakes. Uh, uh, everybody dies for cover. She don't want you to bring those milkshakes to the yard. That was back in season one. They did that song in season one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they did it early season two as the fundraiser uh, uh, for Pops, because everyone didn't want to eat there after the first shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seems like everyone survived, because Tabitha's really good at uh, shoving people to the ground. Also, like, if we're going to make that connection, people are super fucking used to Pops being shot up now. Oh, yeah. Because it is not a concern. We have several full crowd shots, full crowd scenes in Pop's Diner. No one cares. No one cares. Uh, so meanwhile, Frank and Alice have called the second emergency town hall meeting. And this is the first scene after the, like, title card. Yes. I wish this show had a theme song. It just has a tone. It just, it's just a tone. And so they are calling this meeting, and they inform Tabitha of it, but not Tony. So Tabitha is informing Tony, and it's because they want to remove Tony from the town council. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. obviously it's Percival's idea. Maybe someone should tell Percival Pickens that that the only thing the serpents do is wear their jackets. They're not a real gang. They're super not. They don't do anything. So, so meanwhile, Betty, Jug had and Archie go to Veronica and are like, hey, did Percival come by? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, he fucking lied. <laughs> you know what's more suspicious than Percival going around and like doing an opinion poll? These three following behind him and being like, hey, have you been brainwashed? You can tell me if you've been brainwashed. <laughs> Veronica shares about how she did have her associate look into him mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't exist there's no trace no history of him um, and she's like and you know he did say something to one of our clients and then that client killed himself and FYI and everybody like leans in like oh interesting and as soon as I have a moment to think of like oh isn't it so nice that the four of them are in a room together sharing a scene man it's been so long it's over it's fucking it's over. over it's done it's over and uh, Jughead's like, okay, so now can we beat that guy up? <laughs> he's really, I guess he's really missing his Serpent King days. Mm-hmm. Back uh, when we were a real gang that sometimes sold weed when I wasn't looking. And so Archie's just like, I don't get it. How does he have powers? He wasn't in the explosion. It was our explosion. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I guess that's Archie's real problem with Percival isn't his policies. It's just jealousy. He wants to be the only Superboy. He, he doesn't get superpowers, too. He didn't explode. Um, but then they're all uh, interrupted by uh, notifications from Tabitha, who's informing them about the surprise town hall meeting. Yes. Which they go to. Well, which the scene goes to. They aren't there yet. Personal oh, yes. is standing up in a full room, wall-to-wall people. This meeting was called an hour ago. Jesus Christ, what do you... Nobody has a job in this town? No one has anything else to do. 
So he is wearing the first of his, like, turtleneck sweater under a blazer ensembles. He has at least two across never, this episode. Never, never. No one who wears that is a good person. He, it's, it's very much driving home, like, this dude owns at least one yacht and wants to tell you about it. You know who he looks like? The guy that was in Double Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks like him. He dresses like him. Um, so he's all like, oh, we've all heard about the gang violence. Or not, he doesn't say it. Alice is like, we know all about the gang violence. So Percival here would like to, um, submit a motion to remove Tony from the Chosen Four. The Council of Four. Uh, so Tabitha insists that Tony, you know, has the right to defend herself. So, so she gets up, she's all like, you know... I have spent my whole life in service to Riverdale. She just reads off her resume, I, essentially. I, I Resume, 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 and like all the things I've done are to support this town, and I'm raising my son here. That's the closer. The real emotional anchor is like, yeah, I've, I've education, work at the school, certified social worker, but also I've got a baby here, and everybody looks at the baby, and their hearts are melted, and Percival Pickens looks at the baby, and he's like, that baby is my enemy. <laughs> this baby stands between me and Tony. Fuck that baby! Total that domination baby. of the worst town in the world. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna beat that baby up. I'm gonna break its bones. <laughs> Fuck that baby. It's very soft, not yet fused bones. Babies have so many more bones than adults because of that. Babies are weird. They're fucking weird. Uh, so Alice is like, oh, that's nice. Let's put it to a vote. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just do that. And quote, see how that goes. That is how Alice Cooper thinks of democracy. Let's just see how it goes. That's, that's it. Uh, so we, we cut over to the casino where uh, Veronica is informed that Daddy Mantle is... Uh, Several thousand dollars in the Seven. hole. Seven thousand dollars down. So now is when he gets like a comped room. Oh wait, they're not a hotel. Uh, maybe some some buffet. No, they don't have a buffet. There's nothing for them to entice high rollers with and keep them coming back. No, everything sucks. So back at the town hall meeting, Betty Jack had an Archie show up late, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Tony has been voted off the town council unanimously. She every Except single person but her but Tabitha voted for her to to be removed. And they're like, that's fucking weird. I think that's a, overplaying the brain powers a little bit, right? That looks suspicious. It looks suspicious. Looks suspicious. Uh, so back over at the casino, Veronica goes to Daddy Mantle and. Uh, is like, hey, you doing okay? How are things going over here? And Veronica finally learns what her job is. It's to take more money from people than they can afford. She doesn't like her job, but it's the first time she's figured out that's what a casino is. Yeah. Uh, and she don't like it. No, no. No. But yeah, he's he's sweating. He's a little drunk. He's asking nicely for a five thousand dollar credit line to help, to help him, you know, uh, crawl out of this hole, get get uh, uh, get his cash back. And she's like, "We don't really do that here." And he's like, "Fine, you just go kick me out of my son's casino." Oh yeah, heavy guilt trip. Uh, uh, do you know who I am? Like, come on, come on. Uh, so I guess. I mean, I don't, I'm going to say it's not the next day. I'm going to say school finally begun for the day because we like to do 20 things before school. Yeah, they had two town hall <laughs> meetings before dawn. Yes. Welcome to Riverdale. Uh, so Cheryl walks into the school wearing 
pom-poms, basically. It's it's her uh, parade float dress from the, the first appearance of Abigail this year. Uh, and she's delivering those arsenic lace scones. Uh, mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. to Archie, the He-Man. In a Red Riding Hood picnic basket. Yes. Uh, and then she goes to Dearest Jug Jug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Sweet Cousin. She's been studying Abigail, I think, because she is sounding more like Cheryl and less like triple Cheryl, which is how Abigail talks. <laughs> Betty, however, because, well, first off, let's just talk about all three of these people are at school. What luck does Cheryl have? Or <laughs> Abigail, what luck that she caught all of them actually working their jobs? Why on earth? Is Betty Cooper running an FBI office, but also teaching auto shop still? Since when are there part-time FBI special agents? Since now, (laughs) I guess. I don't... But... Jughead, I understand. Archie, I understand. The the man... There's three of him, actually. That's the secret. There's three Archies. No. Do you, I have to say, do you think, like, Jughead has a hard time teaching now that he is deaf and has these superpowers? Because, like, all those teenagers are thinking about his sex. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh. Like, how does he just, like, talk and say what he wants to say and does not actually answer them? Maybe he just gets nostalgic. Because you know what? Riverdale doesn't have a lot of sex anymore. It's been a while. I don't think anybody's while. had sex since they conceived Betty's baby in Rivervale. And that's like eight episodes, six, something like that. It's been a while. Um, So Betty sees Abigail's aura. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like, wait, what are you doing? Like, what did you put in those? And Abigail, in in really the first big tell that she's not Cheryl, just sort of like clams up and, and scurries away at the first pushback. That's not how Cheryl would do things. No, thank you. Uh, before Abigail leaves, she she does say something, like, in the first accusation of, like, well, your cohorts took them. And mm-hmm, it clicks mm-hmm. for Betty, and she's like, cohorts. <gasps> oh! So she runs, screaming, <laughs> don't eat that scone! <laughs> and Archie's like, I already did! She's like, it's poisoned. And he's like, well, I'm invincible, it's fine. Like, poison can't get me. Well, Jughead is it? So they rush to Jughead, and and uh, Archie is bringing the saltiest saltwater concoction in order to induce vomiting. And Jughead pukes up his half a scone. This is also a little out of she... character. He only ate half of the scone so far. Come on now. Well, I love that she like shoves in the glass, and she's like, "Drink this and throw up." <laughs> I gotta say, the puking is a lot more effective in Hustlers. <laughs> And a lot more plentiful, as previously discussed on an earlier episode Billy of Sex Reinhardt should have given uh, Cole Sprouse some tips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so meanwhile, Tony's talking to Fangs, and she's like... Oh, God, like, the scene. You know, what if the serpents were to shed our skin and rebrand, and we were no longer a gang? You're already not a gang! You're not a gang! Fuck off! You're not a gang! You're not a gang! <laughs> but an activist group like the Black Panthers... Percival Pickens! We're just... <laughs> Alongside the FBI. <laughs> you already do that! Through back channels, yes, but you do that! You okay. already do that! And can we also talk about how the FBI does not have a very, like, good track record with, with liking... the Black Panthers? How many of them 
Did they assassinate the ones Chicago police didn't? That's the answer. This is exactly what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, what the fuck? Tony Topaz, bottom line, you are a gang in a gang war as long as the ghoulies say you are. That's how it works. That's how it works. None of this is going to stop Twilight Twist from shooting you. <laughs> it's just, just like, you know, if we're a political activist group, that will solve everything. And I'm like, no, it really just means that you're going to be like targeted as terrorists of the fucking country. <laughs> Even if you're just supplying lunches and breakfast to children. Oh my God. So, uh, much like uh, uh, the, the venerated Black Panther Party, uh, so, some members of the Serpents are exercising their Second Amendment rights. So, so, so as this conversation's happening, suddenly Kevin breaks down the door with Keller and Percival and a whole bunch of other deputies because they got a search warrant. They've been on a recruitment drive. Maybe that's what the census really was. Percival was like be a cop. Jedi mind-tricking all the, the able-bodied young white men of town. And so they have a search warrant because they heard that there's going to be some illegal weapons there. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then they immediately find this giant, like, Kevin-sized duffel bag Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. filled with weapons. You could stuff a Kevin in there, but they didn't. They stuffed guns in there. Yep. And then Kevin's like, I'm going to go check on the baby. And Fangs is like, fuck you, and, like, shoves him into a wall. And then Fangs gets arrested because he just assaulted an officer. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who, like, is saying he's going to go after his baby, which is also his baby. But it's very, it's a lot. It's complicated. And as all of this is going on, it is frightening. It is, like, yeah, the, the arm of the state being used as a weapon. Uh, uh, I think one of the most effective things is Percival just, like, lurking and leering in the background. He's He's practically teleporting through the house. He's just in places he shouldn't be. Yeah. In a very stupid hat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, Tony, if you were a political activist group, there'd probably be more of this. <laughs> yeah, this is happening at the Susan G. Komen offices all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who are we kidding? They don't spend any of that money on activism. <laughs> that's that's kind of also a thing. Tony goes to visit Fangs in jail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, okay, I'm going to get you out. But, like, where the fuck did the weapons come from? And, like, all along I thought that, like, the weapons were planted. Mm-hmm. Or that Fangs had been, like, brain whammied to go get a bunch of guns to set this up. Yeah, but but no, he, he was like, yeah, they're mine. And she's like, but the baby. And I will say, that baby can't crawl. Maybe <laughs> not going to accidentally shoot themselves. Just go say. <laughs> Yeah, but... But it's still not great. That day is coming, and it always comes faster than you think. I'm just gonna say, baby, baby, you're not gonna touch them right now. We're still in the middle of baby-proofing the kitchen. Can we get some trigger locks, please? Um, and so what happened was that uh, he was storing them for the battle royale with the ghoulies because T- Twyla Twist uh, contacted him that she wants a rumble. Yeah, they're gonna have a rumble with Call of Duty rules. <laughs> I watched two West Side Story movies, and none of them had fucking AK-47s in them. What are you talking about a rumble? Gonna be very rumbly. My favorite scene in The Outsiders is when they have frag grenades. (laughs) We're taking it up a notch over here. 
I also like when Emeril has an AK-47. That's that's fun, too. Uh, and, and Tony just can't believe this. She can't believe that the other serpents want a rumble. Mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. almost like we're a gang or something. Whoa. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Reggie comes home to Veronica, and he's all like, you know, my dad said he had a blast uh, at the casino. It seemed like it was great. And Veronica's like, yeah. yeah. But there was, like, this moment, like, he was losing a lot of money. And so, like, I kind of cut him off from gambling here because he lost way too much money. Uh, and Reggie is all not happy no. that he's, like, she's squashing his dad's fun mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. his own casino and storms off. Denial is fun. That's yeah. nice. That's yeah. a fun vibe. Uh, so, meanwhile, Abigail uh, comes home to Britannia and is like, horrid news about Betty, Archie, and Jughead. Britta's like, oh, are, are they alive, unfortunately? <laughs> oh, it's like the Adams family up in here. She's like, but you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to go visit Tony. I need some of her blood for my ritual. <laughs> Britta's just like, why the fuck do I live here? <laughs> like, you can leave. You can just leave. You know, I think Tony will take you in. She could use a babysitter. She's just that committed to her true mistress, school marm Cheryl, that, that she's just got to deal with Abigail on the way, I guess. Betty, Jughead, and Archie are together, and Jughead's trying to recover from puking up the ocean. Yes. Uh, and he's just like, why is Cheryl trying to kill us all of a sudden? And, and so, so they throw out a few ideas. Archie, of course, thinks she got the brain whammy. She's uh, <laughs> Percival's you know, hand-picked assassin to kill me. And then it dawns on them, like, hey, Jughead, why don't you try reading Cheryl's brain? Oh, does she have one of those? We haven't checked. Uh, so Cheryl goes to Tony with uh, some roses. And Tony is so immediately sick of quote-unquote Cheryl. Yes. <laughs> immediately. And these roses prick her finger. And Cheryl's like, oh no, do those roses still have thorns? Dear me, let me use my handkerchief to dab your blood. And there's this big bum bum drum beat on the blood handkerchief as she folds it and sets it aside. Ooh. And she's like, dear, dear Tony, tell me about your woes. Why are you so upset? Is it about the ghoulies? Expert manipulation, very subtle, truly a genius at work here. Like, why, why uh, do you have this tough with the ghoulies? And Tony shares about how, well, it's probably because how Archie went ballistic on them after they blew up his house. And, you know, they probably, like, still want to kill him. And she's like, the ghoulies wish to kill Archie. Mm. Tell me more about that. Scoot, scoot. Scoot. Let me take some notes on here. And these ghoulies, do they blister in the noonday sun? What can you tell me of their habits? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Reggie is finding out that his dad gambled away the car lot. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was an after party when things uh, uh, turned south in in the uh, in the casino, and s- some of the, them wise guys, the mafia types that he was playing with, invited him to their private game. And, and dude, dude, if you are down $7,000 or more and some guys invite you to just gamble with them personally, it's not because they like your jokes. No. 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 Um, and so he's like, you know, do you, do you think like Veronica could like, like she knows wise guys too. 
Could they like wise guy together? Let's come up with some some very wise answers to our problems here. At Kachina Sukasa, it's back. Yes. The restaurant that was so very important to Hiram's flashback episode. Yes. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Janet, the social worker, is visiting Tony um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she's doing a wellness check. Because there have been some reports that baby Anthony might not be safe. And then Tony has a flashback, some deja vu, to Rivervale. Rivervale is actually bleeding into Riverdale. It's yes. unquestionably shown to be a thing. What does it mean? I don't know. But it's a thing. But it's a thing. Uh, and so, just like in Rivervale, she's like, uh, can I see baby Anthony? And she's like, sure. He's in his room. But instead of, like, we're in Rivervale where the baby's on the floor. La Garona. The baby's gone. The and baby's there's gone. a window open. And someone definitely stole that baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Baby thief. Which was also kind of La Llorona's thing, but d- different. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, outside the El Royale, uh-huh. Archie walks out and uh, Abigail yells, Oh, Archibald, dressed as a ghoulie and tosses a Molotov cocktail. What dressed as a ghoulie means is uh, if Mad Max was designed by the Kingdom Hearts character yes. team. Yes. That's what Abigail is, is dressed as yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and she tries to burn Archie alive. Yes. I don't... I don't know if this show is sustainable. <laughs> and by that I mean sex, Archie. I think Roberto might win. <laughs> I might... I might lose this game. Yeah. I don't know if I can keep doing this. <laughs> well, okay. For, for so much of the show... I would say at any point before this week, yeah, it's wild. They're just like grabbing ideas and, and pulling them in and mixing them up. But there's a point, there's a direction, they're, they're going somewhere with it, and you don't know where it is until the end, and sometimes they don't either. I can't say that this week. <laughs> so here's what I don't get from Abigail's plan. Yeah? She was like, okay, the ghoulies want Archie's dead. dead. So yes. I'm going to pose as a ghoulie and yes. kill him like I'm a ghoulie. But she didn't try to hide her identity at all. Well, the only person who would see her is Archie, and he's not going to tell anybody he's going to be dead. Why would she be in a disguise in the first place, you ask? I cannot answer this question. But, like, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> Why announce your presence? I, like, how she many is people, so mad at this. How many people have been set on fire with a firebomb and lived? I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm pretty sure it's low. I'm pretty sure it's very high in Riverdale. <laughs> she just has bad luck of trying to assassinate the immortal boy. Uh, so the next day at Pops, mm-hmm. um, Tabitha and Betty are leading um, a group, handing out posters to look for baby Anthony. And Tabitha's like, okay, so the sheriff and the FBI are doing their own search, but we're going to do our own because we care for our own. So I guess that, like, does Betty not work for the FBI anymore? <laughs> Did Betty get fired? Betty... Did we skip an episode where Betty got fired? Because she should be working at that other office. But she's leading this one, the volunteer-led search and not the FBI search. Is that why she's teaching auto shop again? I'm so confused. We mentioned using FBI arrest powers to go after Percival in the beginning of the episode. Is she just dodging the question and is like, no, I can't actually arrest anyone anymore? I <laughs> What? 
they all hand out the flyers and Jughead goes through and like listens to everyone's like brain. A whole, a whole lot of people who I think we've seen as extras in uh, uh, these endless town meeting uh, uh, scenes, but have never spoken before. And so I have to ask in terms of like your day pay rate, does it count as a speaking part if it's just mind reading of a voiceover? It's a question of if it's actually their voice or if they got dubs. Mm-mm. Yeah, these these very well could be split roles. You have silent extras being getting extra pay to film, and then you get like two scale voice actors because Canada's full of them. Mm-hmm. Ah, to, yeah. to to be their brain voices. Yeah, and because these people never talk, you would never notice the discrepancy. No, would no. Uh, but he's interrupted by uh, Betty, who's like, hey, Archie's outside. We gotta go talk to him. Also, and... everybody's thoughts are that uh, uh, Tony is a shit mom and shouldn't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. What a thing to think when you are in the, the like, missing kid, like, search party. Right? Man, if I find this baby, I ain't giving him back. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so they go outside. And they're like, wait, so let me get this right. Cheryl dressed as a ghoulie threw a Molotov cocktail at you. How'd you know it was Cheryl? It's hard to mistake Cheryl. It's hard. Yeah, speaking directly to your point, yes. Yes, it's very hard. Like, that's why I was like, um, maybe you have a disguise. Like, what the fuck? Um, and so they're like, would you just please go read her mind now? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I will. And I'll try not to get killed. Because apparently this is a suicide mission now. Because <laughs> well, she's yes. just throwing, like, bombs at eight people. She has tried to do four murders on three people so far. I think Jughead's, like, worries are founded. So Reggie goes to Veronica and is like, Hey, can you get Geraldo to look into these wise guys? And she's like, yeah, I can. But can you admit your father has a problem? And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'll take care of this myself. So, so yeah, they, they have this big conversation about whether uh, uh, Mr. Mandel should be barred from Babylonium permanently. Perhaps the reason this casino isn't profitable is because they kick out the people who give them the money? Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. So down at the docks at a payphone, Twyla Twist is calling up her sworn enemy, Tony Topaz. There can be only one TT in this tea town. <laughs> Is that really why they have their bad That's, because they're that's why TT. they got beef. They, yeah. they have initial based beef. Well, Twyla is calling a Percival's right there holding baby Anthony. Yes, yes, because Percival kidnapped the child. Maybe he planted he planted an idea in little baby Tony to learn to crawl and open windows from the inside. That's how I think he did it. Yeah. Uh, Twyla's like, okay, so the serpents and ghoulies, we're gonna have a final battle for Riverdale. Where are they gonna have this battle, dear? The tuna fish warehouse. It's a river. <laughs> tuna fish is an ocean-going creature. Okay. Okay. So, last week, You're... they talked about the cannery, and I fucking lost it about the cannery. And now we got a tuna fish warehouse. There, there are freshwater canneries. That's a thing. There are no freshwater tuna fish. But I don't think these bodies of water are big enough to have its own fucking cannery. Maybe if they wanted to have a smokery, fine. You could have some smoked trout. But I don't think you could have a fucking cannery. You're going to kill the whole ecosystem. You expect me to believe... You expect me to believe that these commercial fishing vessels 
go out into the Atlantic. They catch a bunch of Atlantic tuna. They sail into New York goddamn harbor. And then they go up... Up Sweetwater River! They go up the Hudson, at, uh, over to the, to the Sweetwater, in probably, like, a Venetian gondola, for all I know. <laughs> Man in a red and white striped sweater is is just bringing the, the tunas to Riverdale for processing, canning, and then warehousing. <laughs> Why? What? Why are we acting like they have the ecosystem of Prince Edward Island? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just wait until there's a lighthouse keeper that becomes the protagonist. Oh my god, yes, please. Okay, okay. <laughs> and what I need is I need Jughead to take over this lighthouse from this aging lighthouse keeper. Jughead. And that's where he lives now. Jughead is the Gus Pike. He's the fucking Gus Pike. He's the Gus Pike of Riverdale, yes. yes. Or, I mean, more correctly, Gus Pike is the, the Jughead of Road to Avonlea. Yes. Yes. But Jughead would totally live mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. fucking lighthouse if Riverdale had a lighthouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that would be his life now. He'd be like, wow, this feel, feels like where I lived when I was in high school. It's like a closet. <laughs> Where's the first place he lived? The drive-in, drive-in? movie theater. Yeah. A, a place where a big bright light shines. From high up. And Which is very helpful to, to people who see it. Yes. That's a lighthouse keeper. It's a lighthouse. Yes. It's a fucking lighthouse keeper. You know what he needs? He needs a lighthouse. So let's build a fucking <laughs> lighthouse next to the tuna warehouse. <laughs> which is next to the cannery. Well, that's just efficient. You got to keep those two side by side. That makes sense. I'm sorry. Why did we have no jobs for anyone in Riverdale <laughs> if we have a whole fucking fishing industry? <laughs> and a mine. And the, the grove. and They should not have enough workers. <laughs> Especially now that, what, it seems like one third of the, the town population got on a bus? Yeah, like, what the fuck... They're not going to be able to have any tuna. No one can process the tuna. That's why it comes in such small cans. It's all they, they can manage to get in there with now, their workforce. Well, now their tuna is going to come in like the little like fancy feast tins. Mm. But for like people. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's all they got. Is next season just going to have some fucking plot about there being like drugs in the tuna? They're renewed to like or season like, 10 or whatever. Or like, I don't know. We're smuggling, I don't know, diamonds. We're smuggling palladium in the tuna fish cans. So, anyways, Tabitha's like, fine, we'll have our fight, but you, like, gotta deliver the baby to Pops, and then I'll fight you. Yes, I I will not fight you until you have paid me one baby at a neutral location to be awarded to the winner, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's what Twyla said. She's like, you know, whoever wins this wins Riverdale and the baby. Yeah, the baby is part of Riverdale. That makes sense. Uh, so meanwhile, Reggie goes to see the wise guys at the Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. which it, is the same set. It is the same set from, from Baby Hiram episode. Yep. So he's like, hey, can I buy back the car dealership? And they're like, no. No. Because, <laughs> like, it's gone up in value, so you'd have to pay us, like, the value of five years. Right, because they got plans for this thing, and he's like, oh, what sort of plans? Chop shop? Money laundering? Three other criminal things that I just say off the top of my head that it'd be good to have a car lot for? And they're like, how does he know this? He knows crimes. Oh. He knows the names of crimes. This boy is serious. And so Reggie's like, how about this? How about we help each other out? 
So essentially, he, he pledges his service. He, you know, he, he uh, sells his soul to different mafia people than he tried he in the previous season. Sells his soul to a different devil. In exchange for, I guess, the legal title going back to his dad. But it's, it's going to be a mob front six ways from Sunday either way. So Jughead goes to Cheryl's. Yes. And the door is answered by Britta. Poor Britta. And he's like, hey, can I see Cheryl? And she's like, no, she's uh. getting ready. And she stops talking, but she thinks the ritual. Yeah, she's just screaming. She, she doesn't want to be here. Uh, all of the people in town who are nice to her, including her football coach, who believed in her so much, are about to die. And so Jughead's like, hey, if you think really loudly... I might be able to hear you. I didn't know we had to think loudly to be able to pick up on this, but apparently loudly helps. And I think that's just him trying to tell Britta, I'm a little bit psychic without having to say, I'm a little bit psychic. So Britta is like, okay, you're probably going to think I'm crazy and not believe me. All in her head. Mm -hmm. And then she just spills all of it. The whole fucking plot, everything that's been happening in Thornhill since we came back to Riverdale. Uh, and Jughead's like, mm, okay, are you going to be, like, okay until the blood moon comes? Like, a couple hours? Do I got a couple Can, hours? Do I got a couple hours to, like, round up a posse real quick? She's like, uh-huh. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so he runs off. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Tabitha's at Pops, and she overhears a deputy talking to Kevin about how he just can't wait for uh, the turkey shoot with the serpents. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck you talking about? So she she threatens Kevin with like, no, no more strawberry waffles until you tell me what's going on right now. And so he spills the beans that it's all a setup. It's all a trap. Oh, who could have possibly guessed? And uh, she calls Tony, but it's just barely too late. Yes, because she's like, okay, gotta get out of there. Sheriff's off of blood. And so Tony's like, okay. Everyone leave, but then the cops show up right then. They can't, they can't escape. They are cornered, and Tony tells everyone, like, as they get out with their, their guns drawn and whatnot, and, like, drop your weapons and all that. She's like, okay, everyone, put your weapons down, and everyone's doing that. And Percival's like, you hear that? They say they're resisting arrest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, you motherfucker, I am filming this. You are on a live stream. Watch what you fucking say. <laughs> what up, gamers? It's your girl, uh, <laughs> it's your girl, Tony. We're here getting executed by the state. Thanks for the subs. Uh, I can't believe those are my last words. <laughs> Who would have thought that the first time they do crimes in 10 years would go pretty poorly? I'm just assuming a number of those guns are not licensed. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, over at Ve- <laughs> yeah, Veggie. It's, it's Veggie. It's Veggie. It is. So, over at Veggie's, uh, he, he's like, hey, I cleaned up my dad's mess. It's all fine. I got, uh, the dealership back. And, like, I told my dad he had a problem and he's barred from the casino. And she's like, but that's not what I wanted. I, it's like, is he getting help? That's, I, I just want him to be okay. None your business. And then he just leaves. Like, yeah. Reggie, Reggie does not need Veronica. Like, not in this plot. And maybe not at all. Like, he, he likes having her around, I guess. I mean, she pays for a lot of shit. That's nice. But Reggie does not need Veronica in his life right now. Uh, So Jughead rushes to Betty and Archie. And mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. like, 
oh man, there's another secret town hall meeting, so like we need to get there. And he's like, no, Cheryl needs our help more. <laughs> and so Betty goes and knocks on Abigail's door with mm-hmm. tears, mascara running down her face. Because she needs She's- to talk to her dear uh, close cousin about the death of Archie, burned alive by a ghoulie. Abigail lets her in, but before she knows what's happening, Betty is chloroforming her. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe if Abigail wants to protect, you know, the the body vessel, which she will pour her dearest... Uh, uh, Thomasina. Her dearest Thomasina's soul into, maybe she should keep Tony from getting executed in police custody. You know. Because it looks like that's what's about to happen. But what actually happens is that they arrest everyone. Uh, and Tony is held in jail away from everyone else, and Percival comes to visit and is like, hey, guess what? Someone posted your bail, so you're free to go. Tomorrow. Uh, in the morning. And uh, he's like, oh, and don't worry. We got baby Anthony from the ghoulies. He's fine, but, you know, it was a bloodbath. Dozens. I think we get a number later, like 22 ghoulies shot dead. Yes. So that's the gang war over. We took care of that one. Done and dusted. So uh, it's now the blood moon, and uh, Abigail wakes up tied to a stake. Oh, did we not mention the blood moon? Yes, tonight is the blood moon. It's a very important part of the ritual. Yes. Uh, And so Abigail is tied to the stake with a lot of tiki torches around um, with Betty, Archie, Jughead, uh, Britta, and Nana Mm -hmm. in present. And Nana is holding... Yes, Julian's there. The doll Julian. And so as, I guess, the most mystical of all of them, it falls to Betty to light the, the pyre. Yes, as she's like, you dare burn me again? And Betty's like, as many times as it takes, bitch. There's your Betty line. There it is. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. And so Betty takes his torch and she she brings it down to this, this bundle of like straw. I, so I guess they, ho- they swept the hayroom. They swept the hayroom. Yeah. It better be. Yeah. That'd be so spiteful of Nana Rose. And the, so the camera is right at this bundle with Abigail tied to a, a stake behind it all aligned so that you're supposed to think they're right next to each other, but it's pretty clear that there's at least 20 feet of space in between, <laughs> the, you know, this straw and Madeline Petch. Uh, so then they start saying an incantation. I enjoy how everybody but the Blossoms have, like, the incantation printed on a, on a page. Yes. They have their incantation scripts with them. And they burn Abigail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, over at the emergency town hall meeting, uh, Percival has been nominated uh, to be elected to the Council of Four. His dream coming true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so back over here at the fire... Um, Everybody hated his ass like three days ago. Mind control. Yeah, I know, but like, come on. At least, at, at, at least make it interesting for yourself. No, mind control. Uh, so Abigail... Screams, uh, which causes the fire to go out. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes limp. And then and uh, uh, Nana drops Julian and is like, it twitched in my hand. <laughs> and then when you look down at Julian, Julian is no longer the Julian we knew. Julian's changed a little bit. I mean, there's a big crack in his porcelain face from being dropped for one. J- Julian also uh, looks a little different. 
Julian's got girl hair? Yeah. How did... It's a doll. Well, Abigail's <laughs> soul is now in it. Abigail's soul turns doll hair into, like, real follicles? I think they also changed the face a little. That's a str- and it's a different outfit. That's a strong soul she got. Yeah. Uh, so, so meanwhile, uh, Kevin brings baby Anthony to Tony. Tony and Tabitha are just so happy. And Kevin is like... I'm going to be taking that baby back in a couple weeks, though. So, uh, don't get too attached. <laughs> Filing for primary custody. Um, shouldn't be hard for me to win guardianship. As Percival's, like, behind his shoulder like a little parrot. Wearing yet another of his, like, white turtleneck sweaters. This is more of a, a cream, more of an off-white. Fucking sweaters. Meanwhile, uh, over at the car dealership, uh, Daddy Mantle is playing um, some great poker, having a great time, laughing with his chums, the wise guys. And this is where Reggie gets a flashback to, I think this scene makes most sense happening before this episode even starts. Oh, yeah. Like, before his, his high roller uh, red carpet treatment. Oh, yeah. See... That's the, this, this is the whole reason why he wants this stuff for his dad. Yeah, yeah. See, Reggie is meeting with a doctor during uh, um, his father's, you know, recent hospital stay about his heart. And that unless he gets a transplant, which is very, very unlikely uh, with his particular case, he's got about a year to live. And all that Reggie can do, according to this doctor's advice, is make it a dang good year. And that is why he wants his dad to be able to gamble and will do whatever for his dad to be happy and not sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just looks on at his dad, laughing and gambling away. With all these dudes that now, in effect, if not on paper, own everything around them. Yes. Which... Is very sad. Yeah, yeah. Reggie is, like, absolutely top-tier character this season, honestly. Everything that happens with Ar- uh, Reggie is so much more interesting to me than anything that happens with anybody else. Everything Reggie's doing is about this. Because if you think about how long ago did this conversation actually happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's wa- his motivation for every single thing. It's the motivation like, for why he's pushing Veronica away, why he's like, no, don't treat him like that. I got it. You could see this even informing his, like, reconciliation with Veronica after she delivered the Ugoogly. Yeah. Well, and also, like, why he was so against her killing her own father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who, like, the whole town wanted dead. And why, in a way, it was kind of weird. Because you were like, but, like, he's awful. <laughs> and like, oh, but, like, I reconciled with my own. Like, that had to have happened after that conversation with the doctor, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, meanwhile, Betty is, uh, at her FBI job. She actually still has it. She was not fired, <laughs> we find out. And she gets a call from Dr. Colonel Jr., my favorite. It's probably the third or fourth phone number he tried for her. He's, he's honestly the last place he would have thought. And so he's like, have you heard about the ghoulies slaughter? Yeah, like 22 ghoulies died. Yes, but like... There's something off about the bodies. My favorite part about this is this isn't one of the times where we just hear him. No, the the camera is showing the morgue in his half of the conversation on the phone. He keeps, like, giving this weird side eye. And there's body bags piled high. It's so crowded in there. (laughs) He just keeps glancing at them, like, ooh. In case they start moving, anything could happen. He's going to start talking about frog medicine now. Rivervale is leaking. 
So he's like, you know, the the report says that they were killed by gunfire. Which is true. But he would say the wounds were self-inflicted, and he Mm -hmm, believes mm -hmm. that the ghoulies killed themselves. You know, in, I think it's a second season Fringe episode that's so fucking freaky that the dude who has, like, infectious depression nearly gets, like, a dozen people to jump off a building. Yeah. Well, what if you didn't get to see it, you just got told that it happened? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Wouldn't you want to see Wouldn't you want this as a scene to really build up the sinister power of Percival Pickens? Yes. Right? Because if it would have been that scene with him holding the baby, making Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Twyla Twist have this phone call. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing I think that makes it really hard. And and then like, yeah, turning to the rest of the ghoulies and like telling them to shoot themselves or whatever. Is it all at once? Is it one at a time? Does he have fun with it? Is he just cold? I want to well, know. And I think the hardest thing that makes it like take it like seriously as like being scary. Are they aware? Are any of them aware of what's happening to them? Are any of them fighting it? Yeah. Because so far everything we've seen is everyone's just blindly following and have absolutely no notion that anything that's going on is wrong. I mean, we, when do we see him convince anyone that isn't off screen, right? I, the, the closest we get is the uh, uh, casino guy, I guess. We see him get whispered to, and then he has hung himself. There's still plenty of time in there where we could answer those questions you're having, but they still don't. Yeah. Even in um the one Sherlock episode where they have the guy and you're trying to figure out, like, why? What's the one? I, it's like the first episode. So the first episode is the the taxi driver with the pills. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but there's all the buildup of like, okay, is he actually brainwashing people? Is he actually telling them? What's he saying? What's he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing all these, like, even without, like, hearing anything. It's all the clips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's... You don't get any of that. It's just like, okay, we... Town council meeting, I'm gonna vote for you. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, okay, now you're killing people. Before we were just sending people on a bus. Now we're just killing people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he probably actually killed those people. He probably did not probably, send them on a bus, probably. but... I still want to see the scene. Again, I want to see the scene where he just whispers to all of the people and they get off the bus and just walk into the river and don't walk out. Yeah. Right? Uh, over at uh, Thornhill, uh, Britta is locking up uh, Julian. Yes. Uh, in a, a, little, a little doll box. Who I guess now we should call Abigail. Yeah, it's Abigail. It's Abigail. So Abigail's getting locked up as the doll version in a little closet uh, with a key that then Britta hands to Nana. Why is it a glass cabinet? Why do we want to look at the doll? So that way we can make sure the doll's still in there. Fair point, fair point. Because then you don't have to open it. You can see, yes, the doll is in there. If the, you couldn't see the doll, you'd wonder, is the doll still in there or did the doll escape? And you'd then be you'd tempted open to it, open and it. And then the doll and then it would goes, get wee, out. Wee, wee. Exactly. And it runs away and has little doll legs. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Cheryl, once again herself, is pledging that the three of them, she, Britta, and Nana, will all watch the candles burn down to the very end. It is their duty to, to hold this vigil as a unit. Yes. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Jughead, Betty, and Archie are together, and they're like, okay, well, we saved Cheryl from being possessed. That's good. Yes. Yeah, but all this other shit happened, and it's really bad, and Percival's now in the town council. Yes. Um, and Jughead's just a little optimist. She's like, well, we stopped Hiram. We can stop Percival. It's fine. 
And Archie's like, no, you don't understand. He doesn't want to take over the town. He wants to destroy it, Jughead. This is worse. So did so did Hiram. In the end, the, the times, plan was to destroy the town. How many times did he, like, fucking bomb shit? Like, set stuff on fire. He was destroying the town. And if, and again, they're all, like, not sure what Percival's plan is, what he's ultimately after. They're just, you know, making guesses based on their interactions with him. You could ask him. You could just ask him. He might lie to you. I wouldn't put it past him. But he does love to talk. You'll get something if you just ask him. It's risky, though, to talk to him. It, well, maybe Archie's brain is also impervious. I mean, he is invincible. Or Jughead has mental defenses. Between one of the two of them. Ask him on the phone. You don't know I can't go over the phone. Yes, I don't know. Maybe he likes to write letters. Um, he would. He would. He'd, he'd write, like, the Karen letters to, like, Taco Bell. Yeah. I asked for mild sauce and you gave me hot. How dare you? Also, there are only eight cinnamon twists in my bag and not nine. Now, that is a travesty. That is a travesty. Like, nothing makes me more pissed off than when they even just, they just straight up forget your cinnamon twist. <laughs> you can forget my it's... fucking quesadilla, but do not forget my cinnamon twist. Also, do not be out of Baja Blast. Cinnamon twists are the cheapest thing on the menu. If you go and there's like someone chill back there, they'll give them to you for free. If I paid for my cinnamon twists, please don't forget them. Please. Last year, we went to a Taco Bell and they were out of Baja Blast. And let me tell you, Taco Bell's not the same. <laughs> it is not the same. It does not hit the same. It. What's the point? If you cannot have Baja Blast... You might as well go to one of the real Mexican restaurants in this well, great city. That's it. It's, it's like going to a Mexican restaurant and not having a margarita. And if you don't do it, like, okay, yeah, my food was fine. But, like, you know what would make it better? If I had a margarita. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Baja Blast. So, darling, what do you think of this episode? Fuck, what's this episode? What? <laughs> I, okay. I liked that our core three... Mm-hmm. Got a lot of time together. Yes, that is nice. And I liked that and, there were antics with it. And it looks like that's going to be the thing for a little while. Maybe it won't be, it but it be looks one, like it's it going to be. be like one fucking episode. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be nice if it was like four. It, yeah. Um, I I liked that, and I liked that they had those moments and their fun antics happened. It's just so much. There's just so much fucking happening, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I liked a lot of what happened in this episode. I think that, I'll say again, Reggie's plot, especially the way it's yes. it's handled, and then there's a last-minute reveal that recontextualizes and reinterprets everything. That was honestly very effective television. Yes. Uh, uh, like, legitimately good stuff. And there was a lot of stuff that's just plain fucking fun to watch. And also, there are many episodes of Riverdale that are worse television than this. Yeah. But if I ever remember this episode, it's going to be as the point where the show kind of loses me. Because never before that I can think of has this show felt more like just grabbing nouns out of a hat. This is Riverdale Mad Libs and not a real show anymore. That's how I felt watching this and I don't like that feeling. I don't like it. I also liked, even though it was Abigail, her being back in the school, trying to poison everyone with scones. That was great. That was great That stuff. reminded me of old Riverdale. Honestly, that is both a moment that I liked watching and part of what I was just talking about. 
the shape of the episode is bad. It's like, I don't know what this object is anymore. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I feel unnecessary in this style of Riverdale. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't say anything that matters anymore. Is it crazy that they made a more compelling relationship between Reggie and his dad in one episode than all the seasons of Veronica with Hiram? I mean, it's not just one episode. No, but like like three? This episode... The the Hiram flashback episode, which has Reggie and his father as, as a very important element, and the the um, domestic abuse episode where you think Reggie might have killed his dad at the end. Yes. Those three episodes put together do make the third best parental relationship in the history of this show. Yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> it's oh. Fred, it's FP, and it's I can't remember his name, Mantle. So, darling, do you have any predictions? No! I can't even predict 15 minutes ahead. You want me to predict <laughs> a whole week? A whole episode? No! No. It's all meaningless now. Okay, do you have a wish list? I, I wish Abigail would stop throwing Molotov cocktails off the roof, because I, I cannot tell you why that was the moment, but I can tell you that was the moment. Okay, well, here's my wish list. <laughs> okay. Is I want... Abigail the doll to go full on Chucky on us mm-hmm. for an episode. Mm-hmm. And I want Abigail the doll to be throwing Molotov cocktails off buildings. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> <laughs> like scattering through the screen. That would be great. I don't want it to be next week. No, I want it to be in like next season when we've kind of forgotten about it. Give it at least until May. It can happen in May then, at the earliest. And like, what the fuck? Well, it could be, like, a good, like, Halloween episode type thing. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the girls are finally getting back together. They're having, like, an adult slumber party. Like, oh, like, in high school, blah, blah, blah. And then Abigail the doll's on the loose. <laughs> I guess one thing I neglected to mention is that I do appreciate this episode closing plots. Like, Abigail's gone. Gone in quotes, she's in a doll. The, the war with the ghoulies is over because there's no ghoulies left. Except Twyla Twist, she survived and escaped to harass us another day. But So Percival says. For now, some things are over so other things can flourish in their place. Good. I like that. Yeah, that's all I got. I just <laughs> got the wish for the doll. I don't know if this is weird to say, but can we bring the sex back? Yeah. At least it was a sign that these characters... Had moments where they weren't just go, 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 do, 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 and they liked each other's presence, at least for one reason. And, like, let's think, let's think back to, like, the early days. And, like, when we had, like, Jughead throwing Betty up on the counter with that amazing musical moment. Jughead and Tabitha haven't had a sex scene, have they? No. What the fuck? Like, come on! What the fuck? Let's go! They've kissed! They, they're very cute. They're sweet together. I like him to Let him have a sex scene. Let it be raunchy as hell. He's had so many other sex scenes. <laughs> Tabitha hasn't gotten one. Come on. It's weird. Because, like, everyone's coupled off. Okay. This question requires remembering very, very far back. Okay. Because of the nature of how this show runs through its cast. But have any of the black characters had sex scenes? 
Uh, I mean, there there was a super hot uh, uh, Cheryl Tony scene. Their their uh, breakup slash makeup oh, sex in Cher- Le Bon Weave. Cheryl was, to- oh, and Tony God. had a ton. Yes, they had a ton. Has anyone else? Did Chughead and Tony technically have a scene or no? They didn't really. They just kind of smooched. They smooched, and then in the next episode, they confirmed that while you thought they had sex, he actually just touched her boob a bit on the outside of her sweater. <laughs> Uh, that that was back when you might think they're having sex, but we're going to tell you they didn't next week. That was a weird trend the show had for a while. Jo- didn't Josie? Josie might have. Again, like I say, because of the way this show goes through its cast, it's a question that requires a long memory. Like, didn't, like, Josie and Archie get in on or something? They certainly made out a few times. Yeah. But, like, I'm thinking... You know, Betty, Archie in the shower. I'm thinking Betty and Veronica, or, whoa. (laughs) Archie and Veronica every 15 fucking minutes, you know? It's been a while. (laughs) So let's talk about what we know is happening next week in chapter 105, Folk Heroes. Folk Heroes is, as far as I know, not the name of a movie. It is the name of a category of heroes. From folk (laughs) stories. You know, folk heroes. Is Paul Bunyan coming to Riverdale? (laughs) Pecos Bill gonna show up and and lasso a tornador? Maybe. So what we know, there will be boxing. Yes, Archie and Percival are going to fight in the squared circle. To take, I guess, Riverdale. Because, again, we really want to lay on the Hiram parallels. I guess, I guess, I guess... Um, he still has a, a fight poster from him boxing Hiram, which in the end, as we recall, was just a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> in his office. Guy's dead. You can't take that down now. <laughs> uh, we also know that uh, Betty is going to comfort Cheryl that, you know, spontaneous human combustion just happens. And then we are going to see some feet that belong to someone who used to sit in a chair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who wears. They were sort of like nurse shoes. They they were white, uh, uh, like athletic shoes. No, I thought they were more like white dress, men's dress shoes with argyle socks. Well, basically, I was terrified it was going to be Nana until I saw the shoes. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Nana. It's not Nana. I don't know who it is. And somebody wakes up from a very blue-tinted nightmare. I think it's Cheryl. I think it's Betty. Okay, we'll see. And that's what we know. That's what we know. Again, that is coming uh, uh, right at you in one week's time. Chapter 105, Folk Heroes. In the meantime, I would encourage everybody to just, like, go tell a friend what they like about this show. I think this has been a unique episode. I I think our discussion went to places don't normally go. I think this is one of our most critical uh, uh, episodes when Riverdale isn't, strictly speaking, bad. Yeah. Like, this is very different sort of critical than we had on the the Hedwig episode, which was straight up bad. Mm, Still makes me angry. (laughs) Still makes me so angry. You can leave us a rating and review. That's also a thing you can do. You can tell a friend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter. You're you're getting sleepy, aren't you? Yes. (laughs) At sex underscore Archie. And while you're out there, I would like to tell people, hey, 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 I guessed it on a thing that was really cool and really fun. 
Uh, I was on uh, uh, a bonus episode for a, a bonus episode for the Just King Things podcast from Ranged Touch, uh, a group of, of uh, podcasts and, and uh, video series uh, where they go through the works of Stephen King in publication order. They are up to thinner, and so their bonus episode, the, the one I was on, is talking about the film adaptation from 1996, directed by Tom Holland. He made me watch that movie, and it's fucking trash. I invited you to watch that movie. It's fucking trash. And it is indeed trash. Uh, I hate it. I've, I've never hated a movie so much in my entire life as I hate that movie. It's just It's mean. trash. It's mean and it's dull, and we'll talk for about two hours on that and some wild tangents at the Range Touch uh, uh, Patreon. That is a, a paywalled thing, their bonus odes, but it's worth it. But at the very least, you should listen to their regular feed and, and listen to the regular hosts read the book. It's a very direct uh, uh, adaptation, so it's essentially the same. Except you don't get Joe Montaigne, though he does read the audiobook. He just bumped her head. <laughs> she walked into the, the chair. Well, it sounds like the dog is asking for uh, some attention, so I guess we should sign off. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie... Arsenic Lace Scones. Scones.